Hello and welcome back to Eye Health Connections. I'm your host Dr. Rashmi Nair and this is Umesh. Hey Rashmi, how are you doing today? I'm good. So I hear we are covering a special topic today. Parenting, a very <laughs> interesting topic. Yeah, I was talking to my friends about parenting and how much it was stressing all of us out, especially during the pandemic. Oh yeah, this is a very important topic for all of us as parents. So why not talk about it? Of course. And it's an opportune time as well because there is a lot of health associated with this, especially with the stress of work, kids working from home, us working from home with the kids and helping them out through this new virtual world that we are all in. Yeah, everybody's cooped up in the house and it's creating a lot of stress. There are a lot of positives, but at the same time we need to find a way to work out the stress. And that's what I'm trying to bring out in this episode. Okay. Let's go for it then. To prep for this episode, I explored this topic further by researching studies and articles on how parenting causes stress on parents and affects their emotional and mental well-being. I found a lot of material on parenting styles and how it impacts the kids. There were a lot of studies on children's anxiety and how parenting influences the growth and social development in kids. Surprisingly, there was very little work on handling stress and anxiety as parents due to parenting and that's a big surprise because it's so simple and clear that we have work stress we have home stress we have to make sure that we are not only providing but we are guiding our kids in the right direction and that's undermined in today's world especially given where we are i, I totally see your point this is a critical topic and i'm glad that we are discussing this just to level set let's define what is parenting stress according to psychologist parenting stress is the distress that is experienced by a parent when they feel that they cannot cope as a parent basically stress is a function of demands placed on us and our ability to meet them we think that stress is caused only due to outside factors but stress is also caused by internal factors so i divide stress into external and internal right when we say external is family job career basically all the factors that influences stress from the outside we have our own expectations what we wanted to achieve how we wanted to do things but things are not going the way we want and that causes stress too all the factors that influence stress from the inside is what is referred to as internal factors so there are different types that's how i would like to classify it there's a lot of material published on coping as first time parents everyone knows that new parents or first time parents they are stressed out there is so many articles how newborns create so much stress how to cope with it as a child grows the parenting stress gets decreased from my perspective it never gets decreased it actually just changes its shape and form so when it's a younger kid we are thinking about how to keep the child safe is the child crying too much worrying about the child not eating nutrition are, correct from a new parents perspective it is very stressful they want to make sure the child is alive yeah but as a child grows there are disciplining stress that we have we have stress about some kids who do not want to play with other kids there are stress about grades so as the kids grow the type of stress 
or what causes the stress changes it never goes away yes we talk about teenagers as, as a next category where every parent who has a teenager says it's unbelievably stressful i have one at home i can tell you it's extremely stressful there's so many articles about parenting stress but it none of it talks about as a parent what and how you can properly deal yes there are a few articles on and off here but more of it talks about how your stress should not back the child rather than Correct. you coping with the stress right how you should not create the stress which will further create stress for your child in terms of anxiety depression and how they might not be able to cope with it and how it can affect their grades how it can even affect their social skills But what about the parent themselves who who know this very little talking points at topic like how do parents themselves have to deal with this which i i agree that's a good point that you're raising it's not just the kids it's very important to understand that parents are going through a lot of stress now to add further complications to if it's a single parent the stress is multiplied because now they are not only thinking about providing food shelter and guiding the kid they are they have their own career the jobs the pressure of relationship in comparison to everyone else there are so many other factors that have to be taken i sometimes wonder how we as parents can survive how my parents survived all of this and today to add further complications there's technology i just can't tell you how much time my son spends on the electronics i think there are a lot of people who are complaining about the same thing it doesn't help when kids have to be virtual as well given the pandemic now and most of the work is being done virtually even for the kids and also the homeworks are being sent virtually so you don't even know the kids claim that they're doing homework which is what being sent to them but you don't know if they're also using separate windows to you know chat or play around the amount of time that they're spending in front of the machine or in front of the, the screen time is much higher than what it used to be and parents are trying to cope up with that as well trying to figure out what's good for them versus what is not good for them yeah these things are a big cause of concern from a parent's perspective I I can completely relate to all the parents who are trying to say hey you should not spend so much time on the screen. So in past our parents did not have to worry about us at least being on the screen. Yes, they had to worry about okay the kid is coming in late or how to discipline them and all these but because of the open access to internet and the screen time the way the children are behaving also has changed. So yeah. now we have further complications and If you ask me, I think stress only has doubled. Yep, yep. And also the information that kids receive these days which is uninterrupted and, you know, completely open in terms of what they what's available through Google or any other internet search engine. So, it's so easy for kids to find out what they find what they want and get hooked into different types of I would say ideas or channels that they want to explore there's no dearth of information there's no dearth of entertainment on the internet so one of the reasons that kids have become more lackadaisical and they tend to stay at home more like my kids they used to play soccer a lot with me before the pandemic and we used to go out now i ask them to come out their choices between watching tv or some show on online versus coming out and they tend to always pick the latter and i have to literally force themselves them to come out of the come out of their shell and be outside because that's not the first preference anymore which is sad beginning of the pandemic when i told my son that it is going to be online and it's a virtual class he was a little upset and he really liked being with friends going to school is different and that was his take on it but now after 8 months of having schooling virtual 
when I he's asked, adapted. he's adapted. Now I'm asking him, do you want to go to a hybrid model? And he's extremely comfortable here. He doesn't even want to get out of the room now. So it's a big task for me to make sure that he's getting up, doing some activity, at least going outside into the backyard, doing some things, board games. These are things I have to push and it's become a challenge. Every single thing cannot be a fight. And that's how it has become now. I totally see what you're saying. And it completely, I think this is like at the forefront of a lot of parents list of issues right now on how to cope with this, how to make sure the kids are still adapting in this unusual environment. So from a listener standpoint, right, what have we got today in terms of how can parents help themselves and also help the kids by doing something that is helpful for both? So Umesh, you know me, when I face something, I always go deep dive and I yep. try to find out what's going on. How can we deal with it? Yep. So based on my research, based on my readings, I found that there are certain things that we as parents have to do at different stages of the life cycle of a kid. Younger kids, younger troubles, but that means the way to handle them is a lot different than as the kids grow. Irrespective of the age, one of the things that parents have to remember is, yes, there is stress, but how we react to it defines early on to a child how they are going to respond back to us. Yeah, because they become a mirror image of what you are at the end because they take a lot of things that you don't realize. A study done by Harvard, they were analyzing the brain mind meld specifically between a mother and a child. What happens is if the mother is happy, the child tends to be happy even without them communicating verbally. So they did a study on 500 participants and they found that the child and the mother reacted to each other emotionally without even having to be communicating with each other. So it's very important to have that. But they also found that parents who tend to be more stressed or parents who are depressed, they tend to have a less connection with their kids and therefore it affected their overall attachment, behavior and growth. There is a connection between a child and a parent. How can we react? So yes, if everything we do is going to reflect on the kids, one of the first things to do is set up expectations early on. That's the very first thing I would say that you have to do. Basically, if it's a small kid, you do not have to be repeating yourself. And that's what I find myself doing, that every time I need something, I'll tell the same thing three times and it was not working. So what they have said is, don't tell everything multiple times. For example, if I want my kid to take the trash out, I should not be like, hey, take the trash out, take the trash out, take the trash out. I should say, I want this trash taken out and kept out near the door by 9 p.m. I have given specific task and I've given a time limit. They just have to do it by that time. It's very specific and clear. And so, measurable. Correct. Exactly. Just like how we, in our goal setting and in our jobs, you are going to be very clear and not vague about how we want things done. Apparently, vagueness, when we talk, we are not realizing. But from a child's perspective, when we give out instructions, stop doing that or you shouldn't be doing this. So that and this, we are thinking about it as being specific, but it is not. Stop doing that can mean anything for them. So for them, we have to be very specific. So as a child, you are going to train the kid to understand your instructions clearly. Second thing I would say is make your child independent, but at the same time, give respect, take respect as a policy that we have to follow. It means that you have to put the responsibility and ownership on the kid, that is the only way you can make them accountable. 
there are certain things that has to be your authority and certain things have to be the kids authority because as the kids grow they try to exert their personal space when my child becomes a teenager the exertion is on a very high level the privacy is very important basically yeah. right what we have to do is there are some things that the parents are going to be authoritative about but rest of the things is the kids layer so for example take hygiene or cleaning up the room it should not be a big issue that you have to fight on let's put it this way whatever the parents priorities are everybody is different some people care grades some people care about something else so whatever their priorities are pick those battles don't fight every single battle give up on some of the issues give one their own space or they want their own alone time and things like that and if you don't really care about that then give them that but the top issues they should be clear about and should be communicated well that these are the top things it's non negotiable correct so umesh you brought out a couple of good points right one is communication and you talked about no negotiations example is this when we tell a kid i'm going to ground you and if you don't listen to me and turn off your screen right now i'm going to take your laptop and you will not have it for the next 4 uh, hours problem with that is you say that and the child is going to be like no i'm just going to sit here and then you get mad and you're going to be like okay fine now you lost it for 6 hours and then it just keeps on escalating what research has shown is that only says that you are emotionally not able to control yourself and therefore kept on raising the time limit and you did not achieve anything what you need to do instead is say okay this is not a good way to handle it how do i react to this my child is sitting on this what is the actual root cause for his behavior so what they say is communication every time you should have at least in a day at least 10 minutes that you are having a one on one conversation with your kid what did they also mean by picking and choosing your battle it means that certain things for example if the kid start driving and now the kid is taking the car out and going yes obviously you're going to worry about the safety and you have all these concerns which are very legitimate so you setting out rules for life threatening that's in your authority but things which are simple which they can learn a lesson from their own experiences we should let go because self experience is the best teacher so for example the kid realizes i did not clean my room they are living in a stinky room instead of telling hey you were supposed to do it you can say okay now i'm going into your bedroom to clean up your mess by doing that you are saying you are doing it you're not telling them so you created that guilt in them Correct. and you at the same time enable some responsibility that look you're not doing it i'm going to do it for you and now you're not like literally being authoritative there and creating a pushback instead you're saying you don't do it i'll do it for you and that guilt is what drives them forward this one more catch to it you're saying i'm going into your bedroom they uh, don't want you to invade their space that's true that's so a that's good point. so for I, i if i tell my son that i'm coming into your room you won't believe within 10 minutes the room is tidy because he does <laughs> not want to be entering and picking up all the stuff and looking into things that he's put there he really li- literally does that yeah, yeah. but it's like trying to look at what they are going through in their head and what things they will want you to stay out of if i tell him hey i'm going to go through your laptop that's his private property right now he doesn't want it he would rather do anything else for me so that's how you have to think about it so for example let's talk about grades there are some kids who are very good at studying some kids who are not it's about expectation so sit with them talk to them and ask them what's your plan right let them plan it let them set their goals 
if you decide and plan out road map for them it's your plan it's your road map not theirs so what you need to do as a parent is guide them i'm just talking about grades is because i've seen a lot of my friends who have been really worried about grades right yep what i think is that yes the child might be doing good getting good grades but sometimes it happens they are not and you're getting upset yeah instead of you getting upset what you need to realize is there is quite a possibility that the child himself or herself is already upset about it you can tell talk to the child in a different manner saying i'm very understandable that you got grade i don't know what you must be feeling right now is there so anything empathy. i can yeah you so you show the empathy you, angle there. exactly and say hey is there anything i can do to help you so in that way you are not making them defensive but at the same time they're open to communications i have heard some parents they the kids were very open to them they were like when they were young they would come to us talk to us but now they are very close if a kid comes home and says hey i had a fight with my best friend or tennis i don't like playing tennis and all of a sudden you're like yeah it's your company it's because of the company you're keeping now you are like having this problem you don't like music you don't like doing these things it's the company i don't like that friend of yours immediately the child notes in their head i shouldn't tell my parent this next time because they are already blaming my friend for it it gets them in the defense mode instead of it's a different way of parenting most of the time we are our parenting skills are basically what we inherited from our own parents it's not like we are doing anything different there's no handbook that's no there's no definitely no handbook and yeah. that's precisely the reason because this is how we were treated and uh, i'm not saying that's the best way to do it and we're just following the same guidelines instead of trying to pick up a new way to handle the kids and now we're afraid that all right whatever you said just now makes total sense empathize with them and then at the same time you're wondering like will that even work meaning how would the kid actually feel maybe it will work what i'm trying to say is there's a lot of ambiguity there which only comes with experience you can employ that and test it out for a few months a year or what, whatever and i'm sure that your research already says that it works so maybe that's a novel thing and it, what i'm trying to state here is it's a huge change in the mindset for the parents yes, to it go is. that far yeah so simple example right yes empathy is important but don't over empathize also what does that mean the example gave where the child comes home and tells mom i do not like teresa anymore i had a big fight with her and the mother immediately responds saying oh i don't like her either so it's good don't worry about it i totally understand you the next day the child went back to normal with teresa and she's happy but now she's worried that her mother did not like teresa her mother did not like teresa's family so that means if now she goes back and says i'm friends with her again the mother would be upset so she did not tell it to her mother she started lying to her mother so don't over empathize also you have to be a listening or a sounding board but not to an extent where you become the person the third factor i would like to bring out is we should know when to say no to certain things boundaries there are no boundaries and specifically after the pandemic literally there is no boundary we are working work continues throughout the day we have kids in our house and they keep on coming in and out so there is no set boundary we need to know when to say no to everything that we have to do right even if it's a job if it's an interview we do set expectations that you cannot have an interview after a certain time that is set people don't set keep interviews in the late evening late night but there is a time frame meetings we have a time frame as to what is considered normal and, and what is urgency so we should have same kind of boundaries in our home like we need me space if you are always going from 
a very high stress level to a next stress level you will never get to emotionally settle down and be a little calm and discharge correct and if you're always in that high pace you are going to be irritated you are going to set off after some time so you need to have some me time every day if even if that means just sitting down and watching something reading or just meditating or even looking at nature apparently just looking at a tree or looking out in into the wilderness is the most calmest thing you can do for yourself so no, that makes total sense actually you need that me time especially everyone cooped up inside their home right now no personal space or even time for uh, time outside of interacting with each other there is no me time at all i remember those days when i used to have a an hour long commute where i could sit in the train and get a nap or read on something and now it's one thing to another you just continuously working on either personal stuff or professional stuff or with the kids something or the other is always happening and there is no break at all and Now I think that commute was really helpful because now you're forced to take that break because there is nothing else to do and uh, you're not doing anything. Most of the times you don't even have a proper signal available on the train so you cannot work and exactly. there is no phone that you can get so it's mandatory break yeah. that you're getting. Right. But that's not happening now. So that's another thing. Also, when a kid has you have asked your kid to do something, you come back and that they have not done it. It's very natural as a parent you're like I told you but you didn't do it and now I'm upset. But apparently that's the very wrong approach to do when you see something that makes you unhappy you are already angry experts say walk away take a break calm down and then talk when you're already in anger correct you need to calm down you cannot be talking to them when you are angry because what you are showing the kid is that it's okay to be angry and it's okay to react when you're angry so even if it is like the kid comes to you and they are saying something which is making you annoyed don't talk to them at that point just tell them I would like to come and talk to you about this when I am calm. So, I'm going to take a break. I'll come back and we'll talk about this later. And when you're calm is when you need to talk about it. Because otherwise you're just escalating things. For example, if my son the other day he was very upset about something and he just walked away that made me so angry that I reacted to it. but what now i realize is instead of reacting if i had just walked away and then when we both were in our calm state if we talked things wouldn't escalate yeah and it would be a lot better conversation than when things are angry we do not achieve anything i think so i'm sorry to interrupt i think it mostly has to do with the way that we we've, we've been raised because a kid walks away from when we are saying something we treat that as disrespectful culture yes it's a huge cultural issue and that's the reason why we react the way we react so it goes back to my point that it's a change in mindset that people have to now develop on how to deal with kids in the new age because they know a lot more than what we used to know when they were we were of their age oh yeah and they know how to react to situations they are very good at understanding how the parents react for every single every kid is it's always been the case and now with the added information that they get through online and internet and through their friends and everything it just makes it easier for them to deal with this i wouldn't say easier is probably not the right word but it gives them a view that all right i don't want to talk about this right now and it's okay for me to walk away because that's fine i'm diffusing the situation right now and in, you're right instead of making that as a ego issue if we set that aside if if both parties calm down it would be a much 
productive conversation that can happen right after when things are much more normalized. So these are like simple tips and tricks that we can have with our kids where we need to make sure that as a parent, we need to show them that how to control your emotions. And if we cannot control our emotions, if yes, we have a different background, but we are the role model for everything. So what we need to show our kids is how to face the world even if you're angry. How do you react when you're upset? And so as parents, we need to set up that expectation because our kids learn from us. There is no right age. Yes, it is better. Like I said, as we start younger, the kids will be trained a lot better. But there is no right or wrong way to bring up a kid anyways. It's always by trying different things and you get to know if something worked or not. If not, change your direction and then try something else again. But the point is to make sure that you keep your head cool. You cannot completely give out. Yes, you might be upset. Take a break. Ask help. That is another thing I have been reading. It was one of the articles said that it takes a village to raise a kid. And I would to say that point is so valid. Sometimes it can be your brother, your sister. Maybe it's an aunt, a friend, whoever you can bring in, who can work with you to help you bring them in. Because you cannot be raising a kid by yourself. It takes a whole group of people and emotional uh, support that you can get from wherever that is necessary to make sure you have a good environment for the kid. Do not ever think that you're being a bad parent by asking for help. The first thing, if you feel you need help, ask. That is the first thing to do. So be cool, ask for help. Try to empathize with your kid, put yourself in their shoes and think if you were a kid in this generation, how would you react if your parents are talking to you right now? Nowadays, every kid feels that they also deserve respect, which kind of is true. So respect necessarily doesn't mean in the olden days where only the the parents or the older people got it. It's give respect, take respect. It goes both ways. It goes both ways because kids nowadays are more advanced in terms of thinking. They have more access to information. So they consider that they are more smarter and therefore they feel. And yes, there are certain things where which even my son comes and tells me and I did not know about it. So those things, if you acknowledge it, give them a chance to feel proud about what they know. Give them credit. Correct. That kind of helps also. So these are some of the things I found through my research and reading as I find more more we can have more episodes but for starters i think these are the things i would like my listeners to take away i think my key takeaway from this is exercise restraint so i still am stuck at that point where you said when you're very angry about something that you don't think was correctly done or that you're mad at a certain situation instead of yelling or making the situation worse by reacting to that what you mentioned is take a break Take a pause. Tell the kid that, look, I'm not happy with what you've done, but I'll come back and talk to you. And that's like a huge step considering the way that we've traditionally raised kids and traditionally be reactive about things. So I totally get that. And uh, But the key is how much of this can be employed right away versus in my case, at least, I think it's going to be a slow process for if I have to do that, which I'm very much inclined to do it now. I just need to do see how long it'll take for me to get there. Yeah, it's easier said than done. But with practice, we all can get better at this. Once again, to summarize, set a me time every day. Second, 
take a pause and discuss when you are calm third empathize but don't over empathize fourth communicate i would like to stress this as much as possible communicate be very specific when you are giving directions if you have to use texting to talk to your kid only use it for one liners do not ramble in a text facetime is always better for certain discussions than texting to my listeners if you really like to comment on this or you have feedbacks anything that can help all of us please make sure you comment in the section below and subscribe to my podcast and videos so that you can be notified of newer episodes that keep coming thank, thank you, you.